Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Comfort Zone. As Neil Donald Walsh's quote goes, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Well, today we have another episode where we will explore moving outside of your comfort zone to impact lives. And today we have a very special guest, none other than my sister, Janetta. Sister Jay, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. All right. So we had a conversation recently that I thought was worthy of sharing with others. We were just talking about your experiences in the classroom and how you have employed creative ways to reach kids who sometimes are thought about as difficult and sometimes they're sidelined and, and don't get the attention that they deserve or that they need. So I figured we would just talk a little bit about that and have you share some of your strategies. But before we even go into that, I just also want to say that it really ties in nicely with an initiative that we have started this year as a family. And, you know, we'll have another podcast episode where we we'll talk a little bit more about the Rejoice Foundation, which was set up in honor of our sister, who was all about education and helping people. So turning it over to you, Sister Jay, let's hear what you have to say on that. Well, okay, I just want to say that this um, Rejoice Foundation in memory is in memory of a saint who is ushered into eternity and has received the Savior's accolade. Well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. And that's in Matthew 25, 23. I also want to give special mention, make special mention of you, Shaman, because you have you have been the, the driving force behind this initiative and it's so commendable. It is the best thing that could ever happen to our rising generation to inspire them to, 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 to reach out for excellence. And I really want to say thank you and all the members of the team for this creative thought, this creative idea this innovative idea. I can't find enough adjective <laughs> to describe. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, sis. And again, you know, we'll share more about the foundation that we started and what we're doing in terms of um, giving scholarships to deserving students. But today, yeah. I really want to focus on the education aspect and focus on you, really, <laughs> and, and what you bring <laughs> to the table you have been in education well, for as long as I can remember. So I am assuming that you started before I was even born. Because I grew up remembering you as the first example I think I had as a, a great orator. And, you know, well, looking up to you, my big sister, and hearing you speak at, you know, functions. Every time we had a family gathering, I always look forward to hear what you had to say and to see years later me having struggled with public speaking trying to hone that skill being in Toastmasters for six years and just practicing to get to your level and here we are sharing a podcast episode so tell us a little bit about your your background and your interest in education from way back in the day that's so awesome Thank you so much, my sister. 
it's 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 significant that you know when I went to Shortwood College, my speciality was early childhood education, mm-hmm. and I have developed our 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 professors and lecturers were excellent in terms of helping us to understand child study, mm-hmm. understand the behavior patterns of children, understand how to cater to their needs and to their in- because you know knowing that they learn through interests yeah. and experiences and that has gone such a long way as we apply the principles of learning and of, of teaching mm-hmm. you know to our, our little early childhood children in our in Jamaica um, there was a uh, foundation that was established by the Van Leer Foundation and the director was Dr. D.R.B. Grant who convinced the Department of Education about the importance of giving the child an early start and the motto was Early Start Sure Foundation. Um, We were in a situation where we had to utilize local resources. For instance, we know that the, the muscles, the muscular development for the children in order for them to be able to write their muscles have to be coordinated these little infants these little early childhood children and so we never we were limited with resources but i can remember how we would go to the the, the banana stalk mm-hmm. shred it tight as a brush and provide that for the for the children to develop their muscular coordination Wow. We had to go in training. We had to go to the bookstores or wherever and collect cardboards, bits and pieces of cardboard to make our teaching aids. Mm. We had to be resourceful wow. in order to, you know, to, to prepare our children and to, to, to show how an early start is a sure foundation. I'll say more about that yeah. regarding Dr. Grant. Awesome. No yeah. one question though. The the banana stalk. How was it used? <laughs> <laughs> we would take the young, the young, like it would be the shape of a. It would be larger than a, those large wax crayons. Mm-hmm. So it would be like larger than my 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 yeah. finger. Mm-hmm. That size that the children can hold and develop their muscles. Wow. And we would dry those shred tie one section of it so make the other part into a brush mm-hmm. so the child would be able to paint ah. we could make paint out of clay wow now that you know? is the ultimate creative idea <laughs> that, that that's just absolutely yeah. amazing definitely and yeah. utilize we utilize local resources yeah and even when I went to Jordan, to Israel, mm-hmm. um, on an early childhood education, international um, training for early childhood and the role of the family. Yeah. And in Jordan also, we realized the importance of utilizing local resources mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we don't have the money and the means like rich America. Yeah. So we have to use bottle caps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm beat them out, flatten them out, mm-hmm. use the skins, the goat skin to make the jump, mm-hmm. use the bottle caps to make tambourines, to make shakers, mm-hmm. 
right. all kinds of stuff around us that we have to utilize in order to, to develop mm-hmm. the, the, the foundation, basic foundations yeah. of learning. Yeah. And, for and, these children. And it worked because those children excelled, right? I am a product of I'm a product of that environment. Maybe I didn't um have the banana stalk or anything like that, but I do remember having <laughs> having the slate. I remember being slate, outdoors, yes. you know, playing outside, learning under uh-huh. trees, exploring uh-huh. the natural environment, even the way we learned yes. about living things. You know, we had the forage club and the agriculture. So we, it was what, like you said, it's what we had around us. And I don't think yes. any of us are the worse off for it. I, we all excelled. So it's just simply amazing Definitely. that you can use what you have and, mm-hmm. uh, and make such a significant impact. It's just really Definitely. thinking outside of, the, outside of the box, thinking creatively how we can mm-hmm. reach um, the young people. So thank you for sharing Definitely. that. So you went to Shortwood College, and I, I do recall that you had different um, careers in Jamaica in education. There was, I mean, I knew yeah. you as a teacher trainer, <laughs> so maybe you can talk right. about that. And yes. I do believe you also worked with maybe UNESCO or one of those, those corporations. But let's talk about um, the teacher training aspect. It's interesting that you mentioned that because... Mm-hmm. As I made reference to Dr. D.R.B. Grant, mm-hmm. he was the pioneer in convincing, convincing the, 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 we call it Ministry of Education, mm-hmm. of the, the importance of giving the children an early start. Yeah. He, he, he acknowledged the fact that there were all of these ladies all over the country who were operating what we know we call basic schools, mm-hmm. but here it would be, it would be pre-K or it would be kindergarten because it's for kids from ages three to six. Mm -hmm. Now, he convinced the government that this is a crucial area to to, to, to embark on. So Mm -hmm. he, we were from our um, various schools all over the country. Mm -hmm. We were placed on what was called secondment Mm -hmm. from 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 our substantive posts. Mm-hmm. in order to provide training mm-hmm. for these ladies all over the country. Yeah. So we were we were we were assigned to conduct workshops, mm-hmm. fortnightly workshops. Yeah. They were provided with the material, the manuals, the training manuals, and as teacher trainers, we were assigned to train these ladies in teaching, teach them how to teach. teach <laughs> That's why we were train, called teacher trainers. Train the trainer. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's um, that's amazing. And and you had right. to go all over the country, driving all over the country, uh, doing these workshops. I remember that. So, yes, we were. We were mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We were assigned to different zones. Mm-hmm. Across the country, so yeah. each teacher trainer would have a set number of schools responsible for. Right. So we have to go out and supervise them on the job, yeah. and then they would come to fortnightly workshops for training. It was very, very effective. Yes. Very effective. Yes. Yep. I wonder if they still have that. I hope they do. That's that's something. Perhaps I'll, they do. That's something I'll I'll, I'll research. 
Okay. Yes. So, so after mm-hmm. that, you moved on to was it UNESCO that you worked with, or was it, or was it, um, it was something to do with the Minister of Youth or something? You tell us a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, that. you are you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk about that. Yeah. It. I ended up doing um, child. What was it now? It was daycare. Mm-hmm. No, this is different. These are people who, for instance, one of the ladies was a nurse Mm -hmm. and she gave up her position to establish a daycare Mm -hmm. facility. And that too was under, I think it was under UNICEF. I'm not sure. And then we were able to offer the same kind of training to these ladies as well and supervise them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, UNICEF is what I was trying to remember, not UNESCO. UNICEF, UNICEF, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah. So again, you know, still early childhood education, a different, different part of it, but still, still early yes. childhood. So let's fast forward now, several years later, you're in America, <laughs> you're still working in the, in the school system as a yeah. paraprofessional. Um, so I want right. to fast forward now to our conversation because that's what started all of this. Because I thought that the techniques that you used were so effective. And I wish more yes. people would see children as just people, younger people needing attention, uh-huh. needing the care that you offer them. So if you could share with us some of your experiences, how you've dealt with them and the impact oh. and the reaction. Okay. Um, I worked in um, special ed for, with a matter of fact, my, my degree is in special ed here in this country okay. because when you come here, like, you have to start all over. Right, right, right. So I had to go do the, the um, associates mm-hmm. and then do the bachelor's mm-hmm. in early, in, yeah, me, I love early childhood so much uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> in so, special so. ed. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yes, yes. Especially. So it has been a very challenging experience Mm -hmm. for me because I've had, you know, these special needs kids come with their issues, their behavior problems Mm -hmm. and that have to be addressed. And one, I find that it is so important to start where they are. Yes. There was one particular boy in a school that I remember. I used to sing for him. And the little song was just sing, sing together, merrily, merrily sing. Sing, sing together, merrily, merrily sing. Sing, sing, sing. Wow. My sister, every time I go into that room, <laughs> mm-hmm. that child wants me to sing for him. <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> just it's, that. It's great that you're... So, so- you're a gifted singer, so that helps. <laughs> Praise God. I tell you, just that he was like maybe six, six, six to seven years old. Yeah. He would cry a lot. He would, you know, because what I find is that in many of these settings, yes, the children may, be, may act up a little bit. They may even f- appear to be defiant. Mm-hmm. But I have found that meeting them with defiance and meeting them with confrontation is not the solution. Right. The Lord, I have to give thanks to God because everywhere I go and I meet difficult students, mm-hmm. God shows me a way, as you call it, strategy, yes. 
Yeah. To keep them calm, to love them, to, to, to just bring the best out of them. Yeah. There was one particular child, again, as you talk about singing, she had her deficits, yes. Sometimes she would run and hide underneath the desk. Mm-hmm. You can't get her to come out. She'll go to therapy, and that's okay. But when she comes into the classroom setting, she 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 shrivels up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I remember every evening I would be waiting with her for the bus, and I would sing this song. Here's another song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what traffic lights say to you? <laughs> My dear sister, every evening mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to sing that song for her, and we sing together. Mm-hmm. And, so she responds, and she responds to you because by doing that, yeah. you're mm-hmm. you're building trust. You're yeah. meeting her where she is and appealing to the things that appeal to her in order to, to her. get her attention. Definitely, awesome. definitely, it works every time. Every time. Another strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another strategy that I used. God is amazing, though. Mm-hmm. There was an, a particular boy who, when he gets upset, he trashes the room. Mm-hmm. Don't get him on the wrong. Who? Mm-hmm. I have to take him out. And I said, let's go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And I would take him for a walk, and I would take him. He's third grader, mm-hmm. and I would take him to the pre-K class. Mm-hmm. And there, in the pre-K class, there was an hamster Mm. and that child gravitated to the hamster Mm -hmm. I have pictures of them of him I spoke to the principal and he must have had some money also because Mm -hmm. he brought money too the principal bought a hamster and put it in the office Wow! so and other children wanted to go with him to see the hamster Mm -hmm. but if you see how that boy cuddled that hamster you would not believe it's the same boy who when he gets in a rage Mm -hmm. he trashes the room wow Wow. that's really really smart yeah Um, you you also mentioned a recent incident i don't think this was a special ed person but it was it was a, a child with behavioral um issues and just by recognizing his birthday and giving him some attention, you saw a difference yep. in his behavior. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Here was this boy who is a seventh grader, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, they have a lot of energy. And mm-hmm. I do not think enough is being made in this category for to cater to their their their, their overwhelming level of of energy yeah you know there's not enough provision being made for them to release that energy so they tend to act up in the in some classes because some teachers don't play and they don't get away with Mm -hmm. with you know any kind of defiant behavior but this particular boy he really shows defiance Mm -hmm. and sometimes he would be ordered out of the room and all of that however I remember one day he was absent. What? But God is good, you know. I had a list of all their names mm-hmm. and their birthdays, and it occurred to me that you know we could recognize them when their birthdays come up. Mm-hmm. So this particular boy was absent on his birthday, and when he came, we had everything prepared. Cards, a birthday card was mm-hmm. signed by each student. About wow. twenty-seven of them in the class. Wow. Mm-hmm. And. Um, little little treats mm-hmm. were, were arranged. I had a student 
volunteer, put on your gloves, put on this comp, three students, three girls, mm-hmm. put on your gloves, serve these, these treats in different, um, you know, little Ziploc bags. Yeah. And had them ready for him. And then I asked the teacher's permission, just give me five minutes before the, the bell rings. Yeah. We recognize him, sing happy birthday to him, happy belated birthday. Mm-hmm. Gave him his, his card and everything, and time ran out, so we ended up in the third period mm-hmm. class or fourth period, and we gave them gave them their little treats. Mm-hmm. But what I found that same defiant boy, mm-hmm. the following day, or I think maybe the same day, he saw me walking in the hallway with my jacket and a bag and my pocketbook. Miss mm-hmm. J, Miss J, you want some help? Mm-hmm. I said, sure, thank you. Wow. I was so impressed because yes. he was different to me yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the following morning, we passed in opposite directions. Good morning, Miss J. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the same boy I gave, resp- I bought a folder for him because I didn't like how they were going around. I have a one-to-one, but mm-hmm. I cater to all of them. I gave him a folder to put his, his, his books in. It broke. Mm-hmm. I went, I got another one. Another one said, oh, I would like one. I got mm-hmm. one for him. Mm-hmm. But this pen's the sharpener. Mm-hmm. Pencil holder. I gave my, my one-to-one mm-hmm. the responsibility to keep because they are always out of pens and pencils. Yeah. And sometimes I just collect the pens and pencils that I see on the, just left in the hallway. Yeah. So I have that. Um, pencil case with those pens and, and they would, Mr. can I borrow a pen? Mm-hmm. Mr. I say, yes, but remember to give it back to me. Right. And when they give it back to me, I say, yes, that's integrity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they so get another word, integrity. Them, yes, so you're teaching but them it, yeah. without, they even realize that you're teaching them ethics yes. as well. That's amazing. Yes. But, but yes. I wanna, I don't know if you want to share some of the comments that you have gotten from the the educators um, who have a different way. Who, in my opinion, a lot of times they're teaching subjects and they're not teaching children. Yes. So they forget about the human aspect of it. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned that because mm-hmm. this what comes to my mind, two, uh, two, two memories come to my mind. One of them is I had an autistic student mm-hmm. and some of these students are exceptional. They have mm-hmm. special skills. Either they are artistic mm-hmm. or something exceptional about them. This one, this was one of them. Yeah. And it, incidentally, that boy ended up doing his regents mm-hmm. and passed too. Wow. Impressive. However, this was a high school student where mm-hmm. he he's, he has an he has an attachment to his phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not supposed to be doing it, but perhaps he had been maybe even watching porn on his mm-hmm. phone because when the coordinator took the phone away. He raised the roof. Wow. I mean, he went berserk. Wow. She called his mom. She called his dad. She reported what he was engaged in. They were told that she was told that he had been doing this from he was 12. Okay. Anyway, he came to school the following day and I gave him an, a, a chance. I gave him an opportunity. I said, no, you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You're either going to give teacher X your phone or you're going to give it to Miss the same person who took it away. Mm-hmm. He made a choice. He mm-hmm. decided to give it to the teacher. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, mm-hmm. every morning when you come to school, mm-hmm. you're going to hand your phone over to Mr. Mm-hmm. You know, he did it. Wow. He did it. He did it. 
So that was one strategy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, giving giving young people the power of choice because sometimes we tend Thank to you. make decisions um, for them and it, that just sometimes bring up more defiance. But it was really smart of you to Thank you. give him a choice. I mean, either way, it's a win yeah. because he's mm-hmm. giving up the phone. But just that little um, notion that he has the power of choice is teaching him yes. um, responsibility and decision making as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and mm-hmm. plus helps the relationship. Definitely, definitely. Because even that same one who was defiant Mm -hmm. when I gave about the when he greeted me the following day and offered to help me, I gave him additional responsibility because my boy Mm -hmm. he's not as responsible. Yes. I he was supposed to show up with the pencil case every morning. Mm -hmm. Some mornings he forgets it in his locker. Mm -hmm. And all of that. So I decided to give the same defiant one the responsibility. And he has taken the responsibility seriously. Yep. Yep. Yeah. When they asked me for. Mm -hmm. hmm? No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. When they asked me for pencil, Mm -hmm. I said, go to so and so. So, Yeah. Go, go. Yeah. It's amazing, my sister. It is just amazing. But you see, it's the. It's. At the heart of this is meeting people where they are and and treating yep. children like they are people because they are understanding Thank their you. needs. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to feel appreciated. Everybody want to feel loved. Everybody wants to feel like they have a stake in decisions that are made uh, about them. And, yes. you know, sometimes I think the professionals here some not all because some of them are really intuitive and and meet the kids where they are but for some they think like one comment i think you got was you know you don't have time they don't have time for entertainment but there's something called edutainment where (laughs) you're teaching them but you're not necessarily holding a book over their head but they're getting the lesson maybe even more profoundly but you find creative ways to reach them. Please so reach I am so Thank happy you. that you shared these with us. And I hope that Thank our you. listeners will find this helpful. That we don't have mm-hmm. to have a lot. We can use what's around us. Back in what's the day it was us? the banana yes. um, shoot. Or it could be a song. Or it could be just finding creative ways of communicating with with the students awesome. and they're learning so many different lessons uh, you have shared uh, just by this these few interactions that you you told us about and i just have to mm-hmm. again commend you and I'm, I'm so proud of the work that you've done over these many years <laughs> and i'm still doing i know you mentioned you know you're going to israel and jordan that's yeah. for another podcast we'll talk about your adventures because <laughs> you're a very adventurous educator I want to thank you and and before we end this podcast I would be remiss if I did not ask you I know you've sung a couple songs as an example of what you sing to the kids but uh, I would love to hear the song My Living Is Not In Vain because it just so embodies what you have done all these years impacting so many lives so if you would Man. grace us with that song, I would very much appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners will appreciate it as well. 
myself. You're going to help me, right? Because <laughs> you're a singer yourself. I, 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 I am, I'm not an operatic singer like you, so if I can make the notes, I'll join in. <laughs> but let's see how it goes. You know, so let's read the words okay. first. Sure, go right ahead. If, if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody that has traveling, that has that been traveling wrong, mm-hmm. is that it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Has been traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. Mm-hmm. If I can do my diligence, is my that du- the word? My duty. My duty, work mm-hmm. diligence. It's, it's if similar. I can do my duty mm-hmm. as a good man ought, mm-hmm. if I can bring back beauty you know what i'm going to ask you to sing that sure. let me sing one verse and you sing the other sure as long as that you don't sound too high <laughs> so the I second verse is this. if i <laughs> if i can do my duty as a good man ought if i can bring back yes. beauty to a to a world upward if i can spread love's message as the master taught then my living shall not be in vain. So go for it, sis. So um, if, if you could do the first, I would do the first, you do the second, sure. and then we do the chorus, right? Sure. We do the chorus once or do the chorus twice? We could do it twice. Let's go for it. Okay. <clears throat> After three, one, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody that has traveled, that is, has been traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can help somebody as I travel on. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a good man ought, if I can bring back beauty to a world abroad, if I can spread love's message as the master taught then my living shall not be in vain yes my living shall not be in vain yes my living shall not be in vain if I can help somebody as I pass along then my living 
shall not be in vain. Thank you, sister. Well, this was this was fun. It was really great having you and having you share your talent with us and just a little bit of your impact on the world. And again, that comes about from stepping outside of your comfort zone. So thank you once again. And I look forward to having you on another episode of Beyond the Comfort Zone. Have a good evening, sis. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye.